You're listening to The Gospel Underground, the only podcast that helps new and aspiring gospel artists develop the skills to become influential music ministers. It features resources and tips to help empower indie artists to own and operate their music ministry for major impact. And I'm your host, Janice Levine. So let's get this show started. Catch it in the TV, catch it on the road, catch it in the church house, sing it to the souls. This is different from any other sound because you're listening to the gospel underground. This episode of the Gospel Underground is brought to you by Tag My Music, a two-in-one solution for tagging and registering your music with SoundScan, BDS, and MediaBase to track sales, spins, and billboard chart status. Listen, you guys, I'm getting ready to release another new single, but before I let this music get out to the world, the first thing that I do is make sure that my music is properly tagged and registered. That way, I am able to achieve my goals. I know where I stand as far as sales and spins. And this time, my big goal is to really push this new song to radio. And I cannot do that without having my music properly tagged and registered. Fun fact, most radio stations won't even accept your music nowadays if your music is not properly tagged and registered. So if you're interested in having your music tagged and registered by Tag My Music, go to thegospelunderground.co forward slash music metadata. You can also find this link below in the show notes. Again, go to thegospelunderground.co forward slash music metadata. Achieve your music ministry goals and have your music tagged and registered today. Praise the Lord family and welcome back to another episode of the Gospel Underground. I am so, so, so happy to be back to pour into you and your music ministry. Yes, I know it's been a little minute, but we are back with season six and I'm super excited because we're kicking things off with another interview. I know how much you guys love the interviews, so we're going to try to do a bit more of that, okay? So we are back with season six, and we're kicking things off with an interview with my brother, King David the Vessel. I know you guys remember him from way back in 2019 when we had our conversation entitled What's Holy About Hip Hop. And I'll be sure to insert the link for that interview in the show notes just in case you miss it. Um, But today was a really, really, really good conversation with my brother just to catch up and see what's going on and to see what's new in his music ministry. So before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and read his bio just so that you all can be refreshed with him and then we'll get right into the conversation. King David the Vessel is a music veteran with over 30 years of experience through various vehicles. Born to a family of pianists, choir directors, and singers on his father's side, and live musicians on his mother's side of the family, KD has, oddly enough, yet to learn to play an instrument. However, KD's strength and God-given songwriting has enamored his music to those who come in contact with its unique blend of rap and singing. 2020 and 2021 saw Katie release several singles, including titles like My Words, My Past, and Tear It Down, to name a few. 
2022 promises much more content with KD a part of a few film projects, along with the release of his highly anticipated forthcoming full-length project entitled Practicing Forever, also a book and a podcast in the works. KD vows to continue to triumph awareness of the ever-present power of God to heal. Now let's go ahead and get right into my conversation with King David the Vessel. Praise the Lord, family. Welcome back to another episode of the Gospel Underground. Man, y'all, I'm so hyped right now. (laughs) I am so hyped because we have an extra special guest on the show today. Uh, It's been, I think, since 2019. I think at first I thought it was April, but I looked back and actually said March. It was March of 2019, the last time we spoke. And I'm just so, so happy and so excited to have you on. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother, my friend, King David the Vessel, or better known as KD, like I like to call him. What's up, bro? Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Great to be here once again. And good to see you guys always. Yes, absolutely. So I went ahead and read your bio, but I love for my guests to come on and introduce themselves. So would you just reintroduce yourself to the audience? As I said, it's been a little while since you've been on. It has. Uh, so uh, good evening or wherever you are, whatever time it is where you're watching this. Uh, my name is King David the Bessel, uh, stage name for like a better term, but um, just really, um, yes, I do music, but um, my heart is really for um, the kingdom of God. Just a huge advocate um, of all things kingdom and making sure that in these days and times, um, God is correctly represented um, through these vehicles that we have, music, you know, media, content creation, stuff like that. So um, I just uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be used by God in any capacity. So um, that's why I'm here. And uh, hopefully, um, it could be something that, you know, leaves a mark uh, in somebody else's life. So, amen, amen, amen. Short and sweet. I love that. Um, like I said earlier, I'm so excited to have you back on. We had a conversation several years ago, and I believe the name of that episode was What's Holy About Hip Hop? Yeah, yeah, we started it up. We started it up. Okay. <laughs> So I want to know what have you, obviously, like you said, you're a musician, you rap, and, you know, I say your singing voice is your secret weapon, so you do that as well. Um, I saw that you've been doing a little bit of acting. So just fill us in. What has been happening since the last time we spoke? What have you been up to? So that was 2019, and we know, man, that's crazy. So right away, that was just before, like, the world stopped, and everything kind of shut down, so. Um, again, praise God for, you know, still being here. Um, kind of some of everything that you've mentioned, um, are some of the things that I've been doing kind of in that space since we last spoke. Um, of course, you know, with things like the pandemic and stuff like that, it made it, you had to be able to kind of navigate and pivot. So especially if you're an artist and if you're an artist who depends on other people, you know, recording studio engineers, production, stuff like that. Um, getting projects and work done took a little bit longer. So, but we were still blessed to be able to put out, we dropped several singles um, across that period of time. My words, my past and um, uh, tear it down, 
safe. And like, we put a bunch of stuff out. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, we have done quite a bit of acting, um, during that period of time as well. Um, some shorts, um, a couple of feature things and then some more things that are here, uh, coming shortly. Um, I've got a book that I've been sitting on for a couple of years. So we're in the final stages of getting that ready. Uh, just, I mean, again, navigating the times like everybody else, but not like everybody else because um, of the hope that I have. And so that's been really um, steering me through all of this to where we are now. And that's not to say that things are over so to speak, but um, we're here at this particular point in time in this season. Just uh, blessed to be able to finally bring, you know, a full length project here soon to the market and stuff like that. So uh been busy. It's safe to say. It's safe to say. Good, good. Thank God. That's a blessing to be busy. I, I, I'm a little curious, you know, that quarantine period, like you said, we're not completely out. Um, of the pandemic, but I'm really curious. So I know that you was dropping a lot of music, but how was that quarantine period for you and your family? Like, how did you guys go through all that? Uh, good question. I mean, to be honest, the part that I think I probably missed the most was, um, you know, going to church on a regular basis. Um, we pivoted like a lot of ministries did. Um, and we went to kind of like an online Zoom type model. So we were kind of doing those types of things. Um, it was a blessing to be able to be home. It was a blessing to be able to work from home, um, to have that additional family time and stuff like that. Um, but that was probably the biggest, the fellowship, you know, um, being in person with the saints, stuff like that. That was probably um, the biggest thing that I missed during that time. Um, you know, there were some other things that we kind of did, but um, just for the sake of being safe. Of course, we're back in person, praise God. Um, but I think that was probably the biggest takeaway. But um, definitely using that time to grow as a family um, and most importantly, to build and strengthen the relationship um, with the Lord. Because now you don't have maybe some of those other things. If you were somebody who may, maybe was heavily dependent on that fellowship, as we should be, but we, we, we get from that fellowship to use throughout the course of our, our weeks and our days. So um, just, you know, really being able to put an onus on strengthening that area and that aspect and making sure that, you you know, you're intentional now about spending more time. with the Lord. You know what I mean? Like just not taking that for granted because ultimately, you know, he's the only reason that those of us who are still here are still. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really feel like, um, you know, as everybody has been saying, it definitely shook up the world. Um, And I really feel like God used that quarantine time specifically to get our attention. You know, there was a lot of things that I feel like us as believers, we kind of had on autopilot. Right. We were just kind of doing a lot of things just you know, just by routine, just religiously. Um, And so while it was really, really devastating, I also really appreciated that time because it did force us to be families again. You know what I'm saying? To to refresh our relationships and also to refresh our relationship with God one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I really feel like that time really, really, you know, the scripture talks about, um, it showed the wheat from the tares. You know what I mean? Like it really showed 
who's dead serious about their relationship with God and who was kind of teetering. And and for some people, it gave it out. <laughs> you know, a lot of people left their churches and a lot of people just was like, you know, hey, whatever, you know. A lot of churches shut down. And right. Was like, listen, <laughs> it's been real, y'all, but we ain't, we ain't doing this no more. <laughs> so and they have not real change and turn around, if they do, y'all going to have to find somewhere else to go. Like that, you know, that, that that's a big deal. So like you said, definitely a whole wheat and tears uh, type of thing. I was thinking about that right before you said it. That's really kind of where we are in this space and time um, in terms of separation. But go ahead. You, you, you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, like I said, it really showed who's who. And and the thing that I love about you the most, and I think which is why we click the most, is it is extremely evident that you are dead serious about your relationship with God. Okay. So you mentioned that you you rap, you sing, you've been acting, but y'all he be preaching on Facebook, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he be preaching on Facebook. And I just so love and appreciate that about you, you know, in this industry that we're in with music, it's so easy to get caught up with all all of the things. It's so easy to get caught up with that. Um, But you just have this amazing way of just staying focused. Um, And I love, love, love that about you. Like literally from the time I met you to now, it is like the exact same person. You ain't... (laughs) And, you know, you've gotten wiser, you've grown, but no, you're not taken down for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as a woman of God, I just have to commend you on that because there's so many people that have been close to me, so many people that I've known for years. And it's just like, where they at now? Okay. So um, I want to know how has that time and, and just having that extra time to really dig deep for God, how has that affected your music, this new music that you're about to present to the world? How has it affected that? Yeah, so um, everything that we do is kind of reflective of a particular season that we might be in, right? And so we can only give people out of what we have, you know what I'm saying? And so um, just really being able to nail, you know, down and, 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 and just really focus, being able to hear from God more clearly because there are less distractions and I know you probably share the sentiment that I'm getting ready to state but um for me that's like the big deal in terms of like being an artist and stuff like that is allowing God to write the music to write the songs to give you the lyrics and the arrangements and stuff like that um I'm not a fan of I guess formulas or cookie cutters if you will um my big deal is to really get out of the way and allow God to say what he wants to say. And so um, I'm really excited about, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. I'm really excited about what we're getting ready to release um, because it speaks heavily uh, to the season. So um, the ministry that I'm in here in Chicago, Power Praise, um, it's my church family, shout out to POP. Um, but we've really been in a season where God has been dealing with us dealing with us in regards to birthrights, anointings, destiny. And so we've been kind of focused on that really here pretty much for a large part of these last two years. Um, And so you're going to hear a lot of that in this project. And again, it's just, it's really a matter of, like you mentioned earlier, certain things being in our heart, 
and us having a desire to want to do that because in those situations, it makes it easier for God to be able to deposit something and then dispense it through us. And so, um, you know, this is, it's, it's really been kind of like a chiseling down of certain things as well um, from a ministerial standpoint. And, you know, you don't want to, for me, I'm not big on fluff. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, as they say, cotton candy, um, uh, bells and whistles and all that other stuff. And don't get me wrong, I understand presentation, um, but there's got to be clarity to the message. And it, it, it has to be relatable without being compromising. And that's something that, um, you know, that I'm definitely, uh, I definitely stand on. Because, again, yeah, we want it to reach the people, but we don't want it to be devoid of what the people need when it gets there. So it doesn't make sense to have something that's going to reach the masses, but it has no gospel. I'm not talking about motivation. I'm not talking about inspiration without salvation. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited you know, for, for where things are. I'm excited for where the body is, even though um, it may not look like an exciting time, um, but it's a necessary time. Um, for where we are right now. So, Absolutely. Um, I love what you just said. You're excited for the time. Um, it might not look, because I can tell you some stories, man. I was, uh, you, for real, you know, we we stay in prayer and we stay before God because we want to hear what thus saith the Lord so that we can be those vessels to write the music and to, you know, to bring forth what he wants to say in music. Um, and even earlier today, I, I had called my husband and I was just like, yo, I am so burdened. I feel so. And I was telling him, I said, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not sad. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. But I just felt like the Holy Spirit in me so grieved. And while, um, you know, it might, like you said, it might look like it's not so great, you know what I'm saying, in the body or whatever have you. But that's the time when God can show up. That's the time when God shows himself the strongest. And that is why I'm so, so excited about your project. First of all, let's get into the title. Okay. Because I was like, only you, only you could, could, could come up with a thing <laughs> forever. Like, yeah. I, and I'm so enamored by that title because... It's something that once again, we like, you know, we get into the routine of things and we know that we are doing this to be go to heaven, but we don't, it's not in the forefront of our minds. So that title, yes. So, so good. So how did you come up with that? Like what, what was the info? You already know what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> Man, it's, it's just something that the Lord dropped in my spirit. Now, oddly enough, you know, the earlier part of, you know, going through lockdown, shutdown, pandemic and stuff like that. We were working on songs. We had already already had a project that technically was a project and it got broken up into songs. So as a body of work, it never got released. I still got some of those records just kind of sitting. But even when I was going through that, God started dealing with me about practice and fabric. And so it was loading. And now here we are, which is just crazy. And I'm thinking about it. Um, you know, almost two years later, and it's time to actually kind of, you know, release it and put it out. But like you mentioned, we have to get back to being intentional. And too often we think, like you mentioned earlier about the autopilot and 
all of these things. And we, we so take for granted the grace of God and we automatically believe that because God is gracious and because he's merciful, because he's kind, there's absolutely no way that me in my state or condition where I am being thoughtless and I'm not being, I'm being inconsiderate to the Holy Spirit. I'm being inconsiderate to the people around me. There is no way that this good and gracious God is going to withhold all of these things that he promised me. And, 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 and then at the end of it, there's absolutely no way that, you know, me and, and going to church, whether it was consistently or sometimes, there's no way that I'm going to be on the outside looking in when it's all said and done. And that's that's the, one of the most prideful stances and positions that we can have, because when the, if the scripture, if the Bible says to work out your soul salvation and fear and trembling on a daily basis, if the Apostle Paul, I was telling my buddy this the other day, the Apostle Paul, as it stands, wrote 14 books of the New Testament. His upbringing was unlike any other upbringing that any of us have, right? Sat at the feet of Gamaliel. I came up a Pharisee, the strictest sect of our doctrine and our belief. And I was somebody who persecuted the church. And then I have this road to Damascus experience. I get blinded once I'm confronted with the person of Jesus. And I'm never the same after that. And so I straightway, as the Bible says, go and preach the gospel, right? This man says, I die daily. There's an intentionality. That has to be involved with me living a godly life. How is it that I can just kind of not focus? Because I don't want to focus. I mean, at the end of the day, working out our soul salvation takes work. The, the, the work part is in that. And so we can't just throw that away. Oh, grace, 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 grace. Eh, you know, faithful that works is there. So there's a work that has to be done by us so that the work that has been done by God and by Jesus can come into fruition. So I'm working out my soul. So I, I have to put the work in. And so again, practicing forever, like, yo, we have to get back to understanding that what we're doing has eternal consequence behind it. And so our mindset on a daily basis, if I'm speaking to you and I'm just saying, hey, how are you? God bless you. That's a part of practicing forever. Turning the other cheek, practicing forever, going to church, practicing forever because there's no way that I can say I want to go to heaven and I don't go to church. What do you think we're going to be doing in heaven? I don't, I don't understand. Like there's, <laughs> You think something different about heaven than, than what the reality is. And so, um, again, just God reminding us of where we need to be, what our outlook and our perspective needs to be in this time. Yes, yes. You know, I, I try to stay on mute while you're talking because I, I just want the audio to be good. But I'm over here just kicking to myself, honey. Okay. <laughs> you just dropped so, oh my goodness, so many jams. It's, 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 it's about being intentional. You have to intentionally practice how you're going to be when you see Jesus. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to be in eternity? And oh my goodness, that is a message that we all need to hear and that we all need to be reminded of. And it's just oh, so good, so good. So I want to know as an artist, how do you intentionally, and you kind of shared it a little bit, but I want to kind of bring in more of being the artist, right? Because that is a thing <laughs> in and of itself. So how do you maintain focus and practicing forever as an artist? For me, um, it's not about being an artist. I mean, I'm going to just be realistic. And 
if that means that I'm not, and I'm just being completely honest with you, just if that means that I'm not the best artist, I'm okay with that because my priority is, and it, this isn't about competition or comparison, but we just know humanistically, you look at things and you kind of gauge based on the stuff that you come in contact with, right? And so, you know, I'm not the person that's going to sit at the crib and, and go over verses and songs repeatedly so that I'm stage ready all the time. You know what I'm saying? There's a time in the season for that. But at the end of the day, I got to make sure that my walk is right. And so that's what my focus is. So you're going to find me in my word and in prayer more than anything else. Why? Because that's the part that I'm building up. And I, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, I'll encourage you where I can, because if I encourage you in building up you, the person, then it's going to spill over into the other stuff that you do, the music, whatever else it is you do. So like, uh, when we put the the gifts before the calling, then it becomes problematic. And so again, now we find ourselves doing things more so for the sake of artistry than we will for the sake of the kingdom. And that's not where my heart is at all. So again, and sometimes people don't understand this, but if that means that I'm not the absolute best artist that you've ever come in contact, okay, praise God. But I want to be the best Christian, you know, that maybe you come in contact with because that's what you'll remember. You'll remember the conversations. You'll remember the prayers, you know, we prayed and you'll remember the wise counsel. you remember the word that you got. you remember the laying on of hands. you remember the healing that you received. You know, the music is great. I praise God for it as a vehicle, being able to do it. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, do I just want to be remembered as an artist? I, no, that's, that's not just, I'm a Christian first, and then I'm a Christian everything. And so that part is the most important. So that's what makes, and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, you have to fight to stay focused. It's what the enemy comes for, especially when this is your stance. It's easy to fall off in this stuff when the ministry aspect or that it is a ministry versus artistry and all of those arguments to go back and forth in regards to that. It's easy to get off into other stuff because the ministry stuff isn't most important and you'll be negligent and you'll, you'll be careless and you'll put stuff out there that reflects that. Why? Because I'm more concerned with being an artist than I am with being a minister. It can't be that way. If God gave this to me, it's a ministry. And it's being used to meet the needs of other individuals. I can't be careless then with the things that I put out into the atmosphere. Why? Because God is holding me accountable. Whether I realize it, recognize it or not, I am a steward of this gift. It's not mine per se. I don't, I take ownership of it, but it does not belong to me. And so from a focus standpoint, just, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing. Amen. Yes. Come on. Somebody collect an offering because you out here preaching to the saints. Listen, that was so good. And, you know, um, I, I don't I don't say this often about a lot of artists, uh, particularly rappers, because so I'm going to just keep it real. I come from a very traditional apostolic background and a lot of the saints, a lot of the older ones still do not embrace rap. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but you are definitely one rapper that I can honestly say, nah, y'all can listen to him because you're going to get the word. Okay. You're going to get the word. You're going to get Jesus for real. It's not a game. Um, and in, in, in recent years, I think doors are opening up a bit more for rappers, uh, Christian rappers, gospel rappers. 
Um, I want to know what your perspective on, on that genre of gospel music is. How are things going? Have they grown? Have they changed? What's going? I don't, and I don't listen to a lot of gospel rap for that same reason. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep it all the way real. You know, but how are how are things going in the Christian rap and gospel rap space? Um, I hate to kind of have to you know break it into parts and the pieces because there is a genre filled with individuals who would kind of fall under that umbrella that's referred to as CHH or Christian hip hop. I mean, going back to our last conversation, um, it's not something that I subscribe to because now you're trying to marry two different belief systems, right? So what I will say, the bad part about that is that a lot of times there's more of a focus on the hip hop side of things than there is on the Christian side of things. To that end, You've got the placements and you've got the, you know, the sync licensing. And so you'll hear certain artists on ESPN and stuff like that. These are people who come out of this particular pool. Right. So to that end, the opportunities are there. However, just like we talked about a little while ago, what good does it do to have something that goes out to the masses? But the message is. I mean, we're talking about watered down, we're talking about dehydrated, we're talking about dry bones, we're talking about, you know, just, where is it? I'm out here looking like, man, you're going to say something about Jesus? The gospel? Some God is love? Nothing? John 3.16? Nothing? Oh, okay. So that's the unfortunate part of it. You're getting a lot of those artists who have those placements or what have you, um, and a lot of the music is compromised. So when, and it just, that's just, it's the unfortunate way of the world. Um, it does not make us necessarily strategic. And the reason that I had to pause is because, yes, granted, someone will find out whatever song it was that they heard during the UFC fight. They'll go and they'll look up the artist's discography. And then maybe they'll find other songs that are more explicit in terms of the artists conveying, you know, the faith, what they believe, etc. That's a gamble, though. You're taking a chance. And don't tell me that well, it was intentional and I fished this way. And this is the bait that I threw out. And uh, you, you took a chance. You sent them something that you knew that they would clamor for, got it picked up. Now on the back and you say, well, this is why I did it. Said, no, 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 no. Don't, don't put that out because we serve a God who's consistent. If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he's looking for and expecting us to be that way. And if we are, then what we put out is like, it's just, you can't get away from it. So again, the, yes, there are more opportunities. Um, yes, there are um, more doors opening. Um but the unfortunate part of that is that sometimes, again, you can easily lose your way competing for those spaces. And unfortunately, there's still a little bit too much of that. Um, like I always tell people, any extension of the body deals with what the body deals with. So it's it's not a separate entity. It's an extension. So it's still tied to or, or a branch that's rooted to the tree. And so if you've got compromise and stuff like that going on with the body, you're going to have it in these different vehicles. And so, again, that's whether it's CCM or, you know, CHH or whatever, you know what I mean? Just just 
gospel songs. You could barely find the gospel. But again, you didn't ask me that. So you just said, how's things going with the gospel rappers? So yes, again, more opportunities, um, bigger platforms, bigger mentions. I remember there was one thing that got posted a couple of years ago, and this was from a secular artist who I believe grew up in church. And he was talking about how much money there actually is in being a gospel rapper. Why would you not want to be a gospel rapper? Because you have a message that at the end of the day, people are still looking for. And a huge part of the debate was people not wanting to call themselves Christian rappers or gospel rappers. I just want to be a rapper. I just want to be a hip hop artist and taking the Christian, you know, title moniker off of that um, in hopes of being again, accepted and, 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 you know, engrafted in. Um, But this was a secular artist who said, man, why wouldn't you want to be a gospel? Like, you know, there's money in that. You have a unique lane and a unique message. Why wouldn't you want to be known as that? I don't understand. So yes, more opportunities, um, increasing platforms doesn't always make it better. Um, but there are, there are, there's a lot more opportunities. Yes. I ramble. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is your time. Perfectly fine. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that there are more opportunities. Cause like I said, you know, a lot of the traditional, more the traditional churches still don't quite embrace, um, gospel rap and Christian rap. So I'm really, really grateful for that. But I definitely feel like, um, well, first of all, the same struggles that are happening in the rap and that space is the exact same space, the exact same struggles is happening over on the singing side. It's the same thing. And I think that that's just a reflection of the times, you know, um, people just watering down the message, you know, and not just the message, but the entire brand, you know, people have changed up the way that they look and, it's just really um, going really, really, really far. But I, what I will say, and you know you know me, so I said that. I, I did my best to say that as nice as I could. Amen. But um, <laughs> what I will say is I'm really grateful for the, this virtual space because it certainly has opened up a lot more doors. So how are you navigating this digital age and now everybody is streaming and doing all of these different things. How are you navigating this space? And um, is there anything specific that you're uh, looking to do more of or whatever have you? Yeah. So definitely looking to more uh, to do um, a little bit more like uh, maybe some performance driven type stuff, um, you know, from a live venue. And of course you can do that virtually um, and not necessarily have to be in front of people, but still be able to connect. Um, but outside of that, just pretty much the same. Um, honestly, I really just like to use these tools for ministry. Like, and, you know, I'm still, and I'm, I'm not the hugest fan of Facebook. And, you know, I don't have a Snapchat. I don't TikTok, nothing. TikTok is for my watches. Um, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of what it is. I force myself to do certain things from a content standpoint, just because, um, especially when it comes to like pushing the music, it's a necessary medium of marketing in terms of trying to reach um, your audience. But, um, you know, if it's not necessarily ministry based and it's kind of difficult for me to get up, for, you know what I mean? But definitely looking to do more things, especially um, like I mentioned from a performance uh, side of things. So, yeah, I can totally relate to that. Um, I've been pushing myself to do a lot more, you know, just trying to get more, um, get more eyes and ears on the music and the visuals. So something I've been doing a, a bit more is reels. 
And I think that's just my inner actress that wants to come out. So praise <laughs> God, we've been doing reels. <laughs> and I really enjoy that. I, I have a TikTok, but like I said, I relate to you so much. You know, if it starts to consume too much of my time, I'm over it. I am over it. I, I Something that I love to often say is I love to close my door. And that comes from like when I'm in my room, I like my door closed. I don't care who's in the house. I like my door closed. Um, and part of that comes from a little bit of trauma. My brother used to scare me because he'd be standing by the door when I was a kid. But anyways, but, you know, I, <laughs> I like to close my door. You know, I like to do what God called me to do and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun. Okay, God is good. And then now I'm done. Close the door and I'm going to talk to God. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's yeah. me. And I yeah. see that you're definitely similar in that vein. It's how I practice forever. Okay. It's how mm-hmm. I maintain. It's how I keep my sanity, you know. This virtual age is amazing and beautiful and incredible, but it has also taken a toll on people's mental health. It has destroyed marriages. Hello. It has done so much. And if I can be honest, one of the things that I fear a little bit, or it makes me nervous, is the visibility of it all. You know, like I said, I like to close my door. When I'm done, okay, I'm done. Um, But this digital age has really demanded people want to know what your husband look like. They want to know your kids. They want to know, girl, can I just <laughs> really, can I just relax? Oh, I don't post that stuff, man. I don't. I'm going right. to be honest, man. Like, I don't, you won't see my kids online. I don't do that stuff. I don't, I don't post stuff about my wife online. I mean, necessary. Like, I, you know, she might want the birthday shout out or something like that. And if I don't do it, you know, it's a, a problem. But I don't know. Personal, and it, we've lost the wisdom and discretion. You got all this voyeurism going on, and all these peeping toms and and peeping Thomasinas, and everybody want to be all in your business. And just no, nah, you you don't have to do that in order to engage your audience. Like you ain't got to. If you want to be honest and, and truly transparent, then do that. But you don't have to drag other folks into it and put all of your business. Don't you know? And again, we don't, this is not about fear. This is about wisdom. Don't you know that there are witches and warlocks and all this other, now you're like, oh, that idiot gone off the deep end. He crazy conspiracy theory. No. There are witches and warlocks and individuals who are praying against what it is that God has called you to do. They may not know you by name, but the more you start putting your stuff out there and you put your kids out there, you put your family out there, you give the enemy more. I mean, you have to be smart. If we've been called to protect, again, stewardship over these talents that God has given us, a part of that is discretion. You ain't got to know. Every, and, and don't get me wrong, it's cool. Oh, We're going to get this BTS footage and blah, 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 blah. Hey, that's great. But you don't have to know every time I go to the bathroom. You don't have to know what I had for breakfast this morning. You don't have to know. And, and this is what we when we get into that practice. When traumatizing things go on, when we get hurt, we don't pause and go to God first. Phones are within arm's reach. And so we just, eh, let me tweet about it. Let me talk about it. Let me put on my mind. So now you've opened up doors and spaces for people who may be praying witchcraft prayers against you. Folks who can't get prayers through cluttering up the space that you need in order for God to be able to be invited in and healed. And now you got all these opinions. You got all these people talking about what you got going. You got all these mouths in the atmosphere, putting stuff out against what you need to be playing. 
to gain healing and wholeness in your situation is just not wise. It's not wisdom. This ain't again, this ain't this isn't about operating in fear. This is about being smart. When you talk about being anointed and stuff like that, God got to be able to entrust you with all of it. And this is why, again, another reason why we don't have the power and the impact that we should be having. We're too busy trying to be like everybody else. And this is not what God has called for us to do. And this is a part of it. Yeah, saint of God, be engaged. Go ahead. Take that ground for the kingdom, but do it in a kingdom way. Don't get out here and say, man, I'm going to go. And I've always heard, you know, Todd Trivet, um mentions this once, you know, um, and he said it doing a lot. And I want to make sure I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you can't, um, you know, I guess win the dark being like that. Basically, you know, just trying to go in and, and assimilate like you you have to be who you've been called to be. So that's great. Go into those spaces, you know, be in those conversations or what have you. But you have to do it a God way. And a lot of times we don't want to do that. So when we get involved, because there's still unresolved things in us, we end up getting consumed in those spaces versus, you know, having conversations that would help to bring individuals out. of. So now we end up being drawn when God would have desired us to do the drawing. So now when we talk about, you know, folks who is about whether or not you're strong enough, you, you must not be strong enough to handle all of that stuff. Peter thought he was strong enough that he wouldn't deny Jesus. But then when the cock crowed three times, what happened? Peter had denied the Lord and Savior who he had walked with. Like, don't be ignorant and don't be prideful. Be wise. And if God tell you to pull back and shut it down, then do that. Do that. But you you, you have look. God wants you to protect his investment. You read about the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. And I'm going to say this and I'm done. The main problem we have with the person who got one, you did absolutely nothing with it. You didn't cover it. You didn't protect it. You didn't cultivate it. You didn't grow it. So you gave me no return on what I had given to you. Maybe you disrespected the fact that you thought, oh, man, the Lord of the house only gave me one talent. Well, you didn't value. How, how did how did the other ones end up getting more? They used what they had and they were rewarded with more. You disrespected the one thing. You had one job. Like they said, you had one job to do. You disrespected the one thing that God gave you to do. And because of that, you ended up losing it. And I don't I don't want to see people in that space. Yeah, it is that serious. And look at what's going on around. It's, it is that serious. And, and we have to look at it like that. So it's, it's just not wise to dump your life out online um, and then wonder why you're going through certain stuff. Right, right, right. Exactly. The other thing that I was thinking while you was talking was um, you, you were talking about there's a whole bunch of people talking. It's all this stuff. The other the other issue is that we can't hear from God if we're so overexposed. Um, and I've been hearing this particular phrase a lot lately as well. Information overload. And that is a real thing. You get in all these doctrines of devils and all this Oof. different stuff. You you are consuming. It's just like, you know, it, you, you're eating, 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 eating constantly. You just, you're making, you're going to make yourself sick. And that's what's really happening. And God cannot get through to you if there's everybody talking here, everybody talking there. It's just too much. And so we are practicing forever, saints. We're practicing forever as Man. artists. We're practicing forever as men and women of God, period. Because we're not going to be here forever. But eternity is real. We have to prepare ourselves for it. Yeah. And who, God, 
I'm just so excited for this record that you're getting ready to put out. So I want you to just share with us a little bit more about this record. I know you got some features going on. So yes. what can we expect from this project? Uh, so um, the the sound, I will say, has definitely matured. Um, and I'm I'm extremely grateful for that because, again, every time that you do something, this is just from the artist standpoint, but from the person standpoint as a whole, you want to be able to see the growth. In, 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 in what God is doing and, and, and where you've come, have you allowed God to do different things with you? Or have you just said, I'm going to stay in pat and I'm going to stay in this comfortable space because it's comfortable. To me. So um, I pray that individuals who have listened to anything else that I've ever put out um, will see growth um, in this project. Um, just some really good practical ways. So what we address on practicing forever and again, this is just volume one. There will be a follow up volume to that and hopefully um you're, you're going to be on that um um but just we talk about some really practical ways to practice forever or, or things that god is looking for us um to address and so you've heard forever and we dropped forever in september and forever i'm grateful to god for um to this point i can honestly say that i've never been a part of a record like that it's just um phenomenal um, but the project has a lot more, not necessarily in that same vein, but from a growth standpoint, in terms of the maturity of the content and things like that. Like Simona is phenomenal. Shout out Simona. Um, and then, you know, I've got Brandon Kolar. We've got a, a, a record called Shine um, together. Shout out to Brandon. Uh, he's really dope. Um, he's local. We've been talking about working together for some years and finally had the chance to do it. Um, my girl Gio, we did a record back in 2016 um, that's just now making, uh, getting to see the light of day. Um, but it talks about getting lost and losing ourselves. Jesus said, you know, you, you're trying to save your life, you're going to lose it. If you lose your life for my sake, for the sake of the gospel, you'll find it. This is how we find ourselves, our identity. How do I get out of an identity crisis? Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. So, you know, records like Get Lost. Um, recognizing, and, and this is something that we don't do as often, and so we don't praise God for, but recognizing that we've been kept. That part is important because, again, like I said, looking at everything, last year I lost three, um, three music people, three people that I came up with. Um, and one of them at one point in time was like my best friend. Like I considered this person my best friend. We, um, he actually, the Lord used him to get me to the ministry that I'm in now. Um, and he passed and we're literally the same age. And so, um, you know, stuff like that, man, just recognizing that, um, that you've been kept and do you want to be kept? Cause God will keep you if you want to be kept. So stuff, you know, it's just, so it, it's, it's, it's wide ranging. Um, but again, it's some of the deeper things in God of God on a practical level so that you can use it. But when the Bible talks about it and all that, you didn't get understanding. Why? Because knowledge without understanding is just information. You know a lot, but you're not doing anything with it. So we want to make sure that we're able to break certain things down so that we can use it. You know, we got a song called praying on that. Listen, you can't do enough praying in this day and time. There's so much going on and even if what's going on in the world don't bother you, you got unsaved loved ones you should be praying 
You got, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just the reality of it, especially since you haven't been able to maybe go see those loved ones, do the things that are going on. Your prayers can go where you can't, but we need to put our faith in that. Faith is another record on that. And man, I'm excited for people to be able to hear this because this is what the Lord is looking for. Scripture says, well, man, when Jesus returned, will he find faith on the earth? So we've got to employ that because a lot of people were talking about faith before the pandemic. And then once the pandemic hit, folks started talking about fear. Well, wait a minute. Do we believe in the God that we've been serving and, and searching with and, 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 and falling out at the altar? Do we believe who he is or does that just preach good? No, no, no. Faith is a real thing. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. And so, you know, those types of songs. So I am, I'm excited. I'm really excited um, to be able to share. Um, and um, I, I, I pray genuinely, sincerely, I pray that it is a blessing um, to everybody that hears it. Amen. Yes. I just have to say that I'm so proud of you. Um, you let me hear bits and pieces before everybody else. So, okay. I'm a little privileged. <laughs> But um, from what I have heard thus far, I have most certainly heard the growth. And I'm so excited for this record. I'm so excited that you're going to be sharing in the songs those practical ways to practice forever. And I love that. That's what gospel music is supposed to do. Whether you rap it, whether you sing it, whether it's poetry, whatever, it is supposed to lead you back to God, lead you back to the things of God. And I just, again, I commend you on being a man of God and doing the work of God. Um, This record is going to be crazy. I need y'all to go and get it. August 19th. So we got a couple weeks. Um, y'all make sure y'all go get it, okay? Support the music, support our brother. And yeah, I'm just super, super, super excited. So before I let you go, I want to do a little rapid fire round, okay? This is just a couple little fun questions just to ask. Um, and yeah, you just answer it, whatever comes to mind first, okay? Okay. You ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> okay, so if you could collaborate with one artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, Janice Levine. Uh, you know what? Nice question. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent answer. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Absolutely. Okay, so that that one caught me off guard. All right. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> what is a resource that has helped you in your music ministry? Mm, the Gospel Underground. Next question. You know what? Hey, I'm being I'm a Christian, so I can't lie. Um to God be all the glory. Y'all, people keep it to make me cry. Okay. I just been working, just chugging, chugging, chugging along. And you're to making God a difference. All the glory. You're making a difference. Oh, nope. Mm-hmm. Thank God. You're making a difference. That is what I aspire to do. That's what the gospel underground is here for. It's here to support and to help and to push God's music and his musicians forward. So I'm so happy to hear that. Super happy. Okay. You've made this super easy. <laughs> so the last and final question is, what is the best music business advice you have received? Now that's a tough one. And I'm going to be honest with you. And it's tough because people don't really give music business advice, right? No, that's Folks exactly why I wrote like, this question. Nope, nope. That's why I wrote this question because I, I know the other artists listen to this and I want them to be able to hear what advice you know, people are like, get in because of that same reason. But go ahead. 
Yeah. So, um, best advice that I've been given that pertains to music is keep God first. What I don't think a lot of individuals understand is that God does have a kingdom business blueprint and we get away from that. Don't get me wrong. Yes, there are things that we need to understand about how the industry operates, how the world, how to navigate through these types of things. But there's always a way that we can do this from a business standpoint, whether you're a small business owner, whether you're a musician or artist, what have you, there is a way to operate in kingdom excellence. We can look at Daniel's example. There's a lot of examples in scripture um, to do that. So again, keeping God first, because then it, it, it simplifies all of the other things. Now I'll just say this outside of that, um, you know, get with a performing rights organization and, you know, ASCAP, BMI, SoundScan, whoever, whoever, and, you know, learn the importance of registering your works and don't just sign up as an artist, sign up as a publisher as well. Um, because then when you talk about stuff like royalties and things of that nature, um, that's how you begin to secure those types of things for you. There are some digital outlets that I guess for a certain fee, they will uh, secure your royalties for you. Um, but again, you can, you know, do some of that stuff on your own. You can have, you know, perform a rights organization um, who will do that. And so that means airplay and stuff like that. Um, they are out there kind of keeping an eye out for that type of stuff and making sure that you get what you're supposed to get. So. Amen. Thank you so much for that. Those PROs are so important. Okay. They are so important. You need that information for a plethora of reasons. If you want to be on radio, you want to track your stuff, you better have your PRO and put those numbers, those IPI numbers on, uh, tagged on your music. Um, it's just so important on so many different levels. If you want to, if you want to get paid, okay, that's how you do it. <laughs> Let's just be real, okay? If you want to, yeah. if you want to get paid, and I know that a lot of times people like to think of, oh, gospel music doesn't make that much money. First of all, the devil is a liar. That's number one. Number two, there are so many more ways to get paid. So if your song just so happens to go viral on uh, YouTube or go viral on TikTok, if your stuff is not all connected, if your business is not done right, if your PRO is not, the your IPI number from your PRO is not tagged onto your music, how are you going to track that? You can't. So there's that. So I'm so grateful that you have been with us again. Yay! I'm so grateful for all of the the wonderful word that you have shared with our audience on today. You've been in this music game for a long time. Uh, but most importantly, you've been a believer, okay? And you've been saved. You have been uh, consistent with your walk and your relationship with God. And I'm so happy for you, so proud of you. Anytime you want to come back, you are always welcome on this platform. I appreciate that. Thank you. Love you so much. Thank you so much for being with us. And that's it, you guys. We will speak to you guys in the next episode.